the rivers, we crossed the plains, over the mountains, we forded streams. We went west. We trapped, we mined, we carved our names. With guns and axes, we sought our fame. Our destiny was manifest. God help those who stood in the way of business and progress and the USA. the USA. This is how the West was fucked. Welcome to How the West Was Fucked, a weekly examination of the fucked up fuckery of the 19th century American West. We'll be talking mountain men, explorers, Cowboys, gunslingers, and the native tribes who had to suffer all these fucks. So this is how the West was fucked. Nick, cocksucker. It's like a power bar. The teeny tiny gummy. They used to make the big Fruit Loops that you're meant to eat with your hands. You know what? Yeah, they used to like uh, <clears throat> General Mills or whatever. They had. Uh, like is you know you can't sell enough sugary cereal, so you got to make it so it's like individual packets, like you'd buy like chips or Gardettos or something. Yeah. And it was just like Fruit Loops that were like that big. And well, how like, the fuck did I miss this? Mm-hmm. Don't know. <sighs> yeah, you get those. You thread some uh, gummy worms. Thread some gummy worms through them. It's a then taste you mix, sensation. You mix it all up with some like egg whites or something to keep it all together, mm-hmm. and some frosting. Well, I was gonna say you mix it all up with some you know you batter it and like. Beer batter, and then roll that in graham cracker crumbs, and then you deep fry it. Holy that shit, be, dude. Then the frosting. Oh, my God. Then the gummy worms would be kind of melty and stuff. Uh-huh. Mm. I'm getting diabetes just thinking about it. All right, we're back with what the cowboys ate. Hell, gummy worms and fucking Fruit Loops. And sushi and donuts, which is what I just enjoyed. Don't forget the flaming hot oh, yeah. Cheetos. Yeah, you got to have that. Need you that. didn't eat those yet, did you? Yeah, I ate most of the bag while I was waiting outside when the homeless people were trying to get our fucking donuts. All right. Welcome back to How the West Was Fucked. Uh, oh, we, we forgot to do the intro. Oh, God damn. How the West was Yeah, okay. Yeah, that went about as good as they always do. Yeah. We need to hire like a, a spokes, like a like a Ed McMahon, Pat like an Ed McMahon type. Yeah. No, Ayo. Pat uh, uh. Yeah. Speaking of Ed McMahon, what do you know about Kit Carson? <laughs> <laughs> you he, are correct, sir. He was a, a swing band leader in the 1930s, wasn't he? I think Kit Carson and his big band and uh, his big old dick, like, like Cab Calloway. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. No, close. He's a fur man. Which? Like a werewolf? Mm-hmm. No, fur trapper <laughs> slash guide slash killer of yeah. Indians. Slasher killer. Killer yeah. killer, and uh, uh, manager of Indians, depending on which depending on which tribe you were in and what part of Well, that's the good thing was. about being manager hey. of Indians. You kill more by managing them than yeah. actually fighting them. You do yeah. what I tell you, you follow me, you're going to be fucking huge. Yeah. You're going to be playing stadiums. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're going to be trying to grow cabbage in a desert and starving. Yeah. It's more like it. That's kind of the end of the story. Sounds less fun. Yeah, less. All right. Kit Carson was born in Kentucky on Daniel Boone's land that his pappy bought from Daniel Boone. Because apparently he was Daniel Boone's cousin through his mother's side. Yeah. From what I was 
some some cousin married some other cousin. Imagine that in Kentucky. Imagine that <laughs> never happens. Oh, I've been watching uh, Justified too, and it's always funny when they show the background. That looks exactly like Southern California. It's yeah. supposed to be Kentucky. So yep. yeah. The other weird thing too about that uh, the hot rod guy. Remember him? He's kind of the old guy with the beard. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was looking him up. I think he was part of Kenny Rogers' band. He was in a bunch of shit in the eighties. Um, yeah, and he's I'm, like I'm, in, in every. I'm pretty sure Clint Eastwood punched him in the face at one point, like of course. every which way but loose. Yeah, but I was hoping that's what movie it was going to be. Yeah. yeah, it's the fucking best. We were listening to that song. Uh, it popped up on work today or the other day at uh, Blacks. Yeah, and uh, I was depressed that a lot of the younger kids had never never seen that movie. Oh, never man. had the joy of watching a orangutan punch a guy. Didn't he? Doesn't he just drink like <laughs> Olympia beer through the whole fucking movie? Yeah, too? pretty much. That's awesome. And then like yeah, right turn Clyde. Bam. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so wow, we went off on that tangent. So yeah, so he was born Christmas Eve, eighteen oh nine. Same yep. year as Abe Lincoln. Whoa. Is and it? Are we? Is this one about Jesus? Pretty close. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Buckskin Jesus. Everything's about Jesus. This is America. Yeah. Uh, so his father died in 1818 when a large limb fell on his noggin. Well, I didn't hear why he died. I just figured, like, consumption or something. Nope. It was he always... was just cutting wood and a tree bonked him on the head or something like that. Or at, for this time, he could have just cut himself shaving. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. died from it. Yeah. 1818, a year so nice. So, named yeah. It twice. So at nine years old, well, actually, I think his mom stuck it out, but he did... Uh, Go apprentice as a saddle maker in Franklin, Missouri. You know, and what did he run away at sixteen? Yep, sixteen. Because that's when you should be out on your own and in the American your wilderness. Way in the world. Oh yeah, in the eighteen hundreds for sure. Yeah. So he goes on the Santa Fe Trail with like a merchant for, convoy, right? Yeah, as a laborer, kind of quote unquote cavy boy who took care of the horses and the cattle. But uh, that's kind of boring, just kind of doing that. So. uh once he got to the end of the trail, he skipped out, went to Taos, and kind of uh, used that for home base for yeah. the rest of his life. Taos, Taos, New Mexico. Oh, New Mexico. Okay. Yeah. I thought he went to like the Philippines or something. Yeah. Taos is a weird word, huh? Yeah. It's, you know, it sounds a lot like Laos. Yeah. But no, it's in New Mexico. Okay. It's not that exotic. Yeah. They're a uh, local whiskey they call the uh, Taos Lightning. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which is probably half turpentine anyway or something yeah. like that. Arsenic. Yep. Uh, so he learns the fur trade from his pappy's friend, which I forgot his name. Uh, 18th, <laughs> so he's uh, trapping with uh, uh, old man, uh, what's his nose? Oh, and, uh, well, he did some shit with Fitzgerald, but that was later. Yeah. Uh, are, you, uh, are you talking about like, God damn it. I just, yeah, I looked it up. We'll cut this part. Jim Bridger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gee, how could we forget? Yeah. Yeah. So Jim Bridger, we know from talking about, um, you know, he was on the- uh, 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 Ashley's 100. Ashley 100, yep, when we were talking about Hugh Glass and stuff like that. But by this time, he's not an old guy, but an adulter guy. Yeah, and he's kind of running his own- He's an adulter? No, that's not not what I meant to say. More adult? More adult. Okay, gotcha. Adultist. (laughs) They're all adultists. Uh, 1835, he takes a Rappaho bride named Singing Grass. A what? A Rappaho. Oh, a Rappaho. <laughs> I, yeah. 
I did not understand what you said. It was like, Neither did I. Rip, rip, All right, Reggie. Do you smell burnt toast? Yeah. Of course. Okay, so he takes you to Rappahoe Bride and... Singing Grass. Uh, that's at one of the fur roundies. Uh, another suitor was interested in her, though. A man named Joseph Chewinard. Chewinard? No. Chewinard. <laughs> known as the fight, bully of the fight, mountains. Fight, fight. Really? He was the bully? Yep. You I feel like he would have got made fun of. Well, Shit. you know, you get made fun of and then you grow oh, you up tough. Into an and, asshole, but, I, I mean, man, if you're the fucking bully of the mountains, fuck, that's... Yeah, yeah, so he starts drinking and starts spouting off. He's like, I'm going to kick his ass. And uh, Carson was only like, I think they said 5'5". Five, five, yeah, he was... 140 pounds. Kind of stoop, stoop-shouldered, ginger. Yeah. Bow-legged, because yep. he's always riding a mule. Yep. He loved them mules. Well, what's not to love? Yeah, well, that's the... The one to ride around the desert because they can sniff out water better, yeah, I guess. Well, that's like uh, General Crook. He uh, preferred to use, you know, in his cavalry troop, he preferred to use mules because they can also go longer without water than a horse. And I don't know if you've ever seen on the, somewhere on the internet, there's a series of pictures of mule. Like, I, some people claim the cougar was already dead, but it's like this mule just like chucking a cougar around with its teeth and then like, slamming it on the shot. I'm going to find that because that's worth looking at just for shits and grins. Dude, I'm all about that shit. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, mules are not to be fucked with. Yeah, don't fuck with mules. More you know. So, uh, Carson told him to stop right now or rip out your guts. So, uh, they had to go find their, uh... Mule versus mountain lion. Yeah, it's all just, it's all just still photos. Oh, okay. <laughs> We're gonna oh. get... Oh, so it's just like, it shows the picture at the beginning. Well, there's a, uh, there's more than one picture. I don't like that. I know, like... yeah, that fucking Is this robot some sort concert? of porno? No... I don't know, we'll, we'll find it, we'll put we'll it on the it. damn, uh, It'll be fa- on the Facebook. That's what I'm saying, you don't see, yeah, kneel down on it, bite the shit out of it. Balls. Tight, dude. I mean, that's the- That's no. more entertaining than the UFC. Yep. <laughs> Neil versus Mountain Lion. Yep. Next week, Neil versus Mountain Gorilla. <laughs> why, I don't know why I chose another animal with mountain in the name. Like, Mandrill versus Accountant. There you go. Hey, I, <laughs> fuck, I'd pay for that one. Yeah. Mandrill's got big fucking teeth, big red ass. Um, who doesn't? So, oh yeah. So, uh, Carson, uh, Carson, um, they have to go off and find their guns, you know, then they come, uh, riding at each other, shooting at, uh, with their pistols. Uh, so Chewy Nard's horse bucked and so he kind of missed his bullet kind of grazed, uh, Carson's cheek. But Carson's bullet blew off, uh, Chewy Nard's thumb and he kind of like slinked away and. I guess later he found out a couple months later that he died of his wounds, but kind of ended the disagreement right there. Like, if if you don't have a thumb anymore, you're not too interested in fighting for the affections of singing grass. I guess. Well, and the other thing is, it just goes to show, like we were just talking about, oh, I blew off my thumb. Then gangrene, and you know. Yeah, then you're fucking dead. Like you say, cut yourself shaving. Yeah. Like for, your gums are bleeding while you're flossing your teeth, as if that was a thing they did back then, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just, uh, Gangrene right away. You want the maggots to get in there and eat Clean away all the get that bacteria. Necrosis, <laughs> get the necrosis flesh out of there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he had to pay the uh, bride price, quote-unquote, of three mules and a gun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a steal. Uh, so, yeah. So his first child was born in uh, 37, second in 39. Of course, uh, singing grass died in childbirth uh, for the second one, not the first one. Yeah. That would make more sense. No, you know. 
So he takes the, the first one back to Missouri to be educated, and that's where he runs into Fremont, who needed a guide to go back yeah. to the mountain. Well, Fremont, you always just say people's last names, okay, it's what, John C. Fremont, right? Yep. Like John C. Riley, only Fremont. Yep. And, you know. This is goes on my dingus. Yes. It's feeling a little bit shy. I went in the gopher hole. Yep. I pinched the tip a little bit. So I'm gonna go ahead and turn on the machine and the process is gonna start, okay? Okay. Yeah, it feels tingly. I'm thinking. Here it comes. I'm, a, I'm making gravy. Who the fuck is this? My phone just decided it wants to listen to country under western music and show me pictures of a semi. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, bro. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. The singularity has taken <laughs> over. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> what the fuck is that? Twin turbo, what was it say? Twin turbo supercharged two-stroke. Oh, is that diesel rat rod you were showing me? The oh, one? yeah, the two-stroke V8. Well, my thing is, like, okay, like, we looked at that, what, three weeks ago? Mm -hmm. And it just goddamn poltergeisted itself onto my fucking phone, apropos of nothing. Well, well I think Google's a little slow if it's three weeks. I, I guess, yeah. But either way, uh, John C. Fremont, uh, known uh, explorer of the Western Americas. Yeah, so he was a literal old bastard. Yep. He was born out of wedlock. There's nothing wrong with that. And, uh, yeah. Some of my good friends are bastards. Yeah. yeah. So he meets her. Uh, second daughter died while he was back in Missouri, uh, falling into a vat of boiling soap towel. God damn. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> First of all. Mm-hmm. One would picture that being kind of lower to the ground. You know, I'm picturing fire, cauldron of soap, tallow. But I'm picturing like a little, like, how do you? Well, it's just curiosity. It's like, what you making? Oh. Are there pictures? Soap towel. No. I want to know. 1842. Yeah. yeah. Well, so. we'll draw a little. Yeah, we can. You know, we could put it in for like a coloring kind of, you know. Coloring book. <laughs> coloring book. What color do you think the tallow was? <laughs> yeah. yeah, probably all sorts eventually. of. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Okay, so she basically deep fried herself is what that amounts to. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh, 42, he uh, remarries uh, Josefa Jamarillo. Yep. Who is apparently just hot. Well, I, there is pictures of her. Yeah, she's but comely. Yeah, people were all like, you should see this Josefa. She's... So pretty, if she smiles at you, you'd be willing to just die for it and all that, you know, all this waxing poetic shit. How do you spell Josepha? Like Joseph with an A. J O S. What's her last name? Jamarillo. J A A R A M I L L O. Jello pudding snacks. No. Whatever happened to Bill Cosby? No. Anyway, he married well because she was rich as shit. That's not her. That's her. Ooh, that's oh, yeah. a centerfold you edition. <laughs> Pretty comely, huh? Yep. Oh yeah. Okay. Maybe for like the eighteen hundreds. For the eighteen hundreds. I mean, that she's... kid. That kid looks. Yeah, she had all her teeth. Worried. Wasn't cross-eyed. Yeah. <laughs> Two eyes, one nose, one head. <laughs> yeah. That's all that matters. No grizzly bear-related scars or scalping wounds. Or... Yeah. But uh, she came from a very rich family, and between him and his uh, brother-in-law that he hooks up with later, they had like. Property the size of Delaware or something huge. Wait, like between that. him and his brother-in-law, did he hooks up with later? Like uh, part partners up with. Partners oh, up. okay, gotcha. Not hooks up like Tinder grinder type. Well, this is all mountain man shit. So yeah, it's, you never know. Yeah, we're not going to judge. We're not going to throw any stones. <laughs> Cowboys are frequently secretly fond of each other. Yeah, that's not holes in trees. And, yep. Yeah, you're, 
That's why I'm, that's my theory on why so many people are getting mauled by bears. They don't tell the bear side of the story. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like me, me Too movement for large carnivorous animals. Mm-hmm. And then show me where Hugh Glass touched you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Hey, boo boo bear. All right, so. That's uh, not consensual. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Fremont <coughs> kind of married well, too, because he hooks up with Thomas Hart Benton's daughter. And Thomas Hart Benton was one of the first senators of Missouri. And he was kind of the guy championing, saying, uh, let's go west and rip off all this land that nobody else is using, more or less. Yeah. And uh, so Fremont was not a West Pointer. pointer. Uh, he was expelled from the University of South Carolina. Go Gamecocks. Yeah. Um, Were they even the Gamecocks back then? Probably not. Because there was no football. Yeah. So, yeah, so Fremont kind of wanted to uh, get the Oregon Trail going because it was kind of there, but not really. It was just kind of a route. But uh, he sent Fremont there to map it out and uh, write it all down and get people moving that direction so they can claim it for the United States. Yeah, which many years earlier, you know, John Jacob Astor had tried to do. And as we learned in the first episode, uh, that didn't fucking work. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't actually a good cartographer. That's about the only thing he was good at. Holy fuck, this is like drinking melted ice cream. Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <sighs> it's diarrhea straight from the mule's ass. It tastes like Pepto-Bismol with chocolate in it. You got the original one, too. Mine's yeah. the fucking flavored one. Hold on. Yeah, French vanilla. Yeah, we're drinking traditional... Uh, Mountain Man, Dunkin' Donuts, iced coffee, plastic thing. Holy shit, 260 calories for this little motherfucker? All right. Anyway. <laughs> um, possibly because uh, Fremont has kind of a bad uh, reputation now. Mine, has, mine has 270 calories. Ooh, 10 more. Must be a, you know, what if you eat the wrapper? <laughs> That's just, uh, it's just fiber. Yeah. No. yeah. Pass it right through. You're on the Wile E. Coyote diet where you just eat pages out of the cookbook? Yep. Yeah. Um, all right. Um, yeah. Most of his uh, negative uh, things that we kind of think of t- today could have been from his uh, failed 1856 presidential campaign because there's a lot of mud smeared against him on, on that. He was the first Republican candidate for president. Okay. And he freed the slaves before Lincoln did. Yep, I remember that. Oh, that, right. We were, this is the time when the Republicans were, like, not bad guys. Yeah. No. I mean. But, yeah, he was commander of the West. Yeah. We'll get into this because he'll have his own. Episode. Yeah. But, yeah, he uh, had this little emancipation proclamation because he was a leader of the Army of West before Grant took over. Yep. He kind of got pissed off at him. He he's, gets in a lot of trouble and. It's kind of up to Carson to get him out of that trouble, and it's kind of up to Carson to do his dirty work, too. Yeah. Was this before or after when they were uh, doing the California thing? Um, so the, the California thing would be their third trip. Okay, okay. Um, okay, I'll keep my powder dry. Oh, okay. Uh, should we take a break real quick? Sure. Yo, 
drive up the road in the General Z is Swift Pursuit. You can guarantee our Roscoe and Boss Hog like the craze. And to get you to know, they'll talk you in jail. He's zigging your zag. Spit out with ease, but Roscoe's got Luke and Bo in a tight squeeze. But coming up again is that great big leap. You make it good, but Roscoe winds up in a great big peak. Yahoo! So if you want to fly and do stunts like real with cars that got the Luke and the recent deal, you get the Dukes of Hazard racing set, which is from ID. Yahoo! Yeah, it kind of tastes like uh, nail polish or something. Yeah. Oh. Better living through chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Just oh. think of all the chemicals we've consumed today, all the mercury and your yep. well, that gas station sushi. That tastes like if you took Tootsie Rolls, melted it down, dumped a shitload of carnation instant creamer shit in there. Yeah. Oh. It's still better than the Starbucks ones. Is it? Slightly. Oh. Or just don't drink that shit. So, uh, Fremont's... Uh, oh, we're no, back. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think we're back. Okay. Yeah. So, after Fremont's kind of first campaign, uh, that kind of makes Kit Carson kind of a, a national hero type of thing. He's already getting uh, cheap dime store novels written about him. Mm-hmm. Basically but, just using his name just but, for shitty stories and they used to do that a lot you know like you'd hear one story about one guy and then you write a whole fucking book about yeah. made up bullshit and like it's kind of like billy the kid like the prince of pistoliers you know that kind of shit yeah. carson was one of the first ones though yeah aside from kind of the uh, tall tales of daniel boone because that's stuff. when they started mass producing books so you could sell penny and people books. could actually start to read yep. at some point some people kit, mm-hmm. kit carson has a nice ring to it too yeah mm-hmm. it's a cool name Yep, he'd be a radio personality or something now. So it like sounds a, like he has a, like, Kit Carson. Actually, sadly, band. you know what he'd be as a used car salesman. Oh, totally. <laughs> Kit Carson, Kit Carson, yep. Kit Carson, Toyota, you know. Iowa's New Mexico. But. I always wanted to be one of those big inflatable gorillas. Well, you still can live that dream. Mm-hmm. So uh, after that, that was kind of the most famous book of the day. It was called, quote, a report on the exploration of the country line between the Missouri River and the Rocky Mountains on the line of the Kansas and the Great Platte Rivers. Wow, you that's gotta, you catchy gotta title. Book, book titles back then, man. They, <laughs> yeah. they, they cut straight to the chase. Yeah, and covered the front cover and back cover. Yeah, and you yeah. like after you read the, the the title, you're like, I don't think I need to read this book yeah, anymore. Yeah, I, I think, think I got, got everything we need here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that was the first one was just making it up to South Pass and mapping it. South uh, Pass being? Wyoming. The pass over the uh, Continental Divide, the easiest pass is, around there. Uh, was that the... It's not the same one down by the Tetons, is it? Or which one is it? That's the same one they used on the story coming back. Coming back, okay. Basically, that's, uh, I don't know, kind of South Central. So, uh, yeah, Tetons to, would be a little bit north of there. We'll have to set up a map, because there's a lot of... I could draw one on the on the wall or something. Well, I'm talking about for the fucking Facebook. I mean, you can draw, you can draw your own self-portrait and poop on the wall, and it won't do anybody good, you know, because, you know... Because, you know, podcast. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, is this broadcast and smell of vision at least? Yeah. Uh, second expedition in 43, he kind of mapped the, uh, down to the Columbia and kind of strayed into uh, Alta, California, which in that time was Mexican land. Yep. And a lot of these expeditions were looking for the mythic river of the West called the Buena Ventura, which did not exist at all, but they were hoping that they had some sort of... Uh, Big river like the Columbia to, to go north and south. 
Yeah. In Utah, California. Well, because, you know, rivers are known for their propensity to run mostly north and south, Mm -hmm. which, you know, doesn't... It's not a thing. that's not a thing. Well, if it's the Mississippi, yeah, it's a thing. And, uh, yeah, he had (laughs) a... Since those books were bestsellers, that's kind of why Brigham Young kind of thought to go there, too. Oh, he's like reading... It's like, uh, yeah, like reading about stuff in a fictional thing and then expecting to go so do it for real. Brigham Young basically read uh, fucking Twilight and yeah. then was like, I'm going to Forks <laughs> yeah, because, I there's, was, because I, there's fucking vampires. I was just looking for a good <laughs> parallel. parallel. The, yep, that's, that sounds about right. No, yeah. actually, it was pretty... Uh, Fremont was an actual good cartographer, but well, yeah. it was Carson doing who knew all the routes and right. everything like that. Well, it's like Carson knows the way, but Fremont knows how to actually document that and and... Actually, Fremont didn't do a great job of that. It was uh, Thomas Hart Benton's daughter that really kind of championed all this stuff and wrote it down for him. Whoa. Basically, he would just get drunk and, and tell her these stories, and she would write it down in a in a you know compelling way. That's yeah. why they actually sold. No, I'm talking about the maps itself, though. You oh, know, yeah. it, it takes a degree of skill to make an accurate map, especially when you're you know using 1800s measuring equipment and. Yeah. Usually, I just use my dick as a measuring stick. Hey, yo, yeah. dowsing rod built in. Mm-hmm. So Carson kind of hit why he was so successful. He was just just generally good at everything and uh, didn't really get freaked out about stuff and kind of kept a cool head. But he did have a bit of a temper when we're, uh, we'll get to that when he comes to uh, the tribes living around the Sacramento River. Yeah. But uh, yeah, he knew all the tricks to uh, clip a mule's ear and drink the blood if you, if you don't have any water. <laughs> Which is a good thing. It's like a juice box. Is that mm-hmm. for real? Yeah. Just pop a straw in there like a Capri Sun. Yeah, they, yep. they got a bunch of big old... Well, that's part of the reason mules do good in the desert, and that's part of the reason a lot of desert animals have big old fucking ears, is there's a shitload of blood vessels in there, and then when, you know, the breeze is... Oh, yeah, like an it, elephant. Yeah, like and an elephant. Or like the cool down. Mm-hmm. Um, like fennec foxes. Or my bone foxes sack. also just to find prey, but, you know, uh, jackrabbits. They got all the, you've, if you look at their ears in the sunlight, you see all those veins and stuff. Well, that's like a like a radiator in your car, right? You know, right. Like, yeah. Or if you have really short ears, like a snow leopard. Yeah. So wait, so if you're if you're thirsty in the desert, you got a mule or an elephant or something with you? you can poke a hole, poke in a the, hole in the ear, just drink the blood out of their ear. You mm-hmm. bet. I've heard stories of people just cutting on their arms and drinking the blood yeah. too, on which their seem, own arms. Mm-hmm. Which seems that's fucking stupid. Yeah, it's like because <laughs> then your body has to process that shit. It's going to use more energy than yep. you get out. Of, oh my god. Yeah, yeah, but if you're going to drink thirsty. the blood, you got to drink somebody else's. You got to find something else. Yeah. Vampire 101. I've heard of also people, yeah, picking up such things as like snakes and just cutting them and, you know, just chugging snake blood straight out of a snake. Chug, chug, chug. And they crush the snake on their forehead and throw it <laughs> Oh, yeah. Who's got a fucking beer pong yeah. table? <laughs> that's that's one we'll have to try sometime. Next time I come across like a rattlesnake, we'll, no. we'll have Tony chug some snake no. blood. No. <laughs> so we can make some oil out of the snake body and sell it on the website. Yeah, yeah, that would be authentic. Well, you know, you just get a juice press or one of those magic bullets or something. Yeah. <laughs> Pureed yeah. mm. ninja. Mm. There's a we have one of those ninjas uh, blenders at uh, up at Coindex. Yeah, you could fit a, at least half a snake in there, depending on you know depending on species. But just fistful of garter snakes right into the juicer. Mm-hmm. God damn, we're gonna get some pita letters. This one drinking mule blood. It's and fine. Sh- yeah. We'll put we'll put some uh, hummus on them and eat them. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, har har har. <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> so tr- tricks like drinking mule blood. Any other tricks you were gonna? Oh uh, no, that was uh, I was gonna mention uh, kind of one of the first stories that kind of makes Carson's name. He, they come across two Mexicans 
who got ambushed by Indians. Oh, yeah, yeah. So him and uh, he took a few other people along and, like, rode after him for two days and, uh, like, killed all of them and brought them back. And everybody was like, whoa, that guy's cool. Yeah, well, yeah, because they, well, <laughs> yeah, because the two Mexicans, like, the rest of their family had been, because it weren't they, like, a wagon train kind of thing. And I think, like, the men were mostly outright, I mean, they were not just killed, they were killed in a pretty horrific way by, yeah. you know, but so, yeah, then Carson and these other guys took it upon themselves to go be like 1800s Frank Castle. And uh, I, I would watch this movie. Yeah. Gothic Castle. Do you got the quote from when they came back from that? I had found a quote that he said, like, you know, we suffered much, you know, trying to find it. Like, basically, it was like, but after, you know, we killed them all, it was worth it. I'm very, very heavily paraphrasing there. but Yeah. High five. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, it sucked. We were, ch- you know. But it was all worth it just to massacre this entire village. It's like, Jesus. Fuck. Yeah, Carson. <laughs> we're talking about Carson had a little bit of temper too. Uh, he did not like the Blackfeet at all. No. And uh, thought to kill him at uh, any chance he got. Well, and once again, like that's the recurring theme is the Blackfeet also didn't really like anybody either. So return the favor. But yeah. Mm-hmm. But Carson yeah, really, 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 really. Yeah. Yeah, and whatever tribe you married into, you kind of got their enemies along with them too. So. Right. Uh, so, uh, yeah, this point, well, no, he's not married to the Arapaho woman anymore because he's with... Uh, oh, Josefa. 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 Mm-hmm. But he's still probably, you know, held on to those old, you know, grudges. Yep. Just uh, for an excuse to... to yep. So, uh, Fremont and Carson really did like each other. Uh, Carson was kind of really loyal to, probably, to a fault, too. Um, Carson did... Uh, uh, said that uh, Fremont saved his life by trampling somebody that was about to shoot him, too. So. <laughs> <laughs> but Fremont was not a, a fighter at all, and, yeah, he was kind of a puss. So they basically did, like, the Breaking Bad where, like, you know, Jesse's about to get shot and Walt just runs over the guy with his car. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Mm-hmm. So there's always a little bit of confusion about uh, their uh, third expedition, which was the least scientific one. So uh, kind of... Fremont and Polk, President Polk at the time, mm-hmm. kind of both blamed each other, and if it wasn't quite clear because uh, wait, during this exposition, he was the president. No, no, Polk, oh, okay. James K. Polk was president at the time, but Fremont was just oh, ex- gotcha. expeditioning. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, and I this is forty six, and this is where Polk really wanted California. Yeah, and uh, so he said, like, uh, according to Fremont, it was like, hey, you know, get this insurrection going and try to take it over if you can. Uh, they really wanted to buy it and just kind of come to terms, but the Mexican government was kind of non-existent so, up north of the border. So it's basically there was nobody to negotiate with yeah. to arrange such a thing, and you would have to negotiate well, with every landowner. Easier, easier just to take it over, yeah, just to well, walk right in, which the, they did. That's the fucking American way right there. So. <laughs> Polk, Mine now. Yeah. Polk, Polk was like the, the, the autistic kid from uh, uh, The Wizard. Remember that shit? Yeah. California. Through like the oh. whole movie. <clears throat> I, right? forgot, I forgot right? about that. California. <laughs> oh, is that the video game one? Yeah. The oh, Nintendo okay. movie? Yeah. With uh, Jenny from... Uh, the Block? No. Well, <laughs> from uh, Rilo Kylie. Give me some Oh, yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, but yeah, with this uh, mounting insurrection shit, basically the way I picture it from what I'm reading is like, you know, Fremont's just going from town to town, like, because there, there were some, like, uh, Americans, like, living there, too, amongst the Mexicans, but it was Mexican territory. So, that okay, that's one thing that was the whole reading about this. All this border shit we talk about these days in the news and stuff, you got to remember that it's been so intermingled for so long that it's not, like, 
there was ever this kind of hard and fast, like, yeah. there was Mexicans living in American-held territory and Americans living in Mexican-held territory, and most of the time it worked out all right, and then other times not so good. But uh, um, each way, like, Fremont's just riding around, yeah, trying to rebel rouse and basically talking shit. Yeah, kind and, of trying to feel it out, too, and ooh. since he was the only one, because he was in the uh, Army, but in the Corps of Engineers and you topographers, know. so he wasn't really, he was the only one that had any actual authority around there, because you know. everybody else was just a drunk idiot. Uh, so once they, uh, they made a beeline to hang out with uh, John Sutter there in uh, Sacramento, which became Sacramento, uh, later to find gold there three years later. Um, but Sutter was kind of a dick, too. He's kind of playing both sides. He was uh, Austrian, I think, or German. One or the other. I don't remember. But, uh, yeah. So, he didn't really know if he was a Mexican or American. He was just trying to make a buck off all these people, too. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, they, uh, Fremont and his party camp near Monterey, and uh, kind of the Mexican government was telling them to leave all the time. He's like, hey, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And they just kind of ran up their flag on a on a hill outside of town and saying, hey, come, come attack us. Yeah. And they didn't. They didn't bother. <laughs> It's like, oh, okay. So after that, Fremont just kind of goes to more surveying up north in uh, Klamath Lakes in that area. Well, in that one where they ran up the flag, isn't that, that's the bear flag campaign? Yep. Yeah. That's so, why California has a bear flag. Yeah, they made they basically made their own little flag that had a grizzly bear and uh, what else on it? And guess who made that flag? Fremont. Abe Lincoln's brother-in-law. I was about what? to say Abe Lincoln's brother-in-law. That's, yeah. I was totally going to say that. How the fuck? Like... Somebody I ran across that or somewhere. <laughs> so it must be true. It's it in comic hands. <laughs> also, along the way, too, is uh, the, around the Sacramento River when they ran to uh, the settlers there, kind of freaked out at the Indians. Yeah. Saying, oh, they're up to a war dance. They're probably just up to their annual spring dance. Yeah, yeah. Spring cotillion. Prom- yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, he has Carson go in there and murderize all of them. Just because they're. Doing their thing. Yeah. Because white, white people are scared of when Indians dance around. Yeah. You know, if there's a gathering more than three, yep. they get It's scared. a war party. A lot of white people are scared of anybody dances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've seen Footloose, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> fucking, <laughs> fucking white man. That That's where we got to inject uh, uh, from Dead Man. Stupid. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Harry, uh, yeah. yeah. Stupid fucking white man. So um, he probably... They probably killed about 150 there, which is as big as massacre as anywhere else. It just doesn't get a lot of press from from massacres. It was a solid mid-sized massacre. It was just yeah. a. It was an under under uh, 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 advertised massacre. You know, didn't get as much hype. It just didn't yeah. get the right publicity. Yeah, yeah. It needs a new publicist. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yep. Also, when they're up in uh, Lake Klamath, they do get attacked again by possibly the Klamath, possibly the Modoc, or possibly the Sacramento. River Indians, yeah. too. They don't really know. It's, they got One guy got brained in the middle of the night, which set Carson off again, and they burned him and killed a whole bunch of more people. So so he's getting a reputation as an Indian fighter. And yeah. that's the other thing, too, about... Uh, fighter. Sh- fighter. In quotation marks. Uh, when Shivington did all his shit at Sand Creek, he was like, oh, I'm going to be bigger than Kit Carson now. It's yeah. Like, uh, no. Not quite. No, because you're a dick. Well, I mean, I mean you're worse... Yeah, and you always hear that Carson didn't really want to do all this. He was just following orders, that good old thing. Oh, yeah, just following orders. <laughs> yeah, that never goes bad. 
I'm I'm still fixated on uh, the California bear flag because I'm picturing like uh you know picture these dudes like it's not like they had embroidery shit it's like I'm picturing somebody just took like a grease pencil and like a bed sheet and just drew like a stick figure a grizzly stick bear, bear. Like, mm-hmm. you know like the no step on snack fucking thing <laughs> I I'll tell you what I can't draw for shit so I will draw. A, a California repre- a re- flag. A representation of that flag and, and put it up. Perfect. Yeah. All right. Just so we, we can visualize it. Yeah. It'll probably be pretty close. Uh, at Klamath, they meet uh, Lieutenant Archibald Gillespie, who took a- Easy Gillespie. Yeah, took a harrowing journey himself to find Fremont to tell him that the war was on. So he goes from D.C. to Veracruz, Mexico, overload, and of course he has to do this secretly too because- we're at war, Adam. Uh, overland to Mexico City to Mazatlan, taking a ship to the Hawaii, Sandwich Islands. He went from Monterey. Mazatlan to Hawaii? Yep. This guy's just on a fucking well, like, he went, honeymoon? He went from D.C. to <laughs> Mazatlan. And this is- Across pre- Mexico. And this is way, Hawaii, way pre-railroad. Then on to California. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. So by the time you get the news that the war is on, it's like- Over. Over. Well, <laughs> not not quite, but- But get yeah. there. He called the, uh, that's always a perfect quotation uh, about his uh, killing of the Sacramento Indians. Quote, perfect butchery, unquote. No. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, at least he, you know, at least he knew, you know, it was like, not like, ah, I was, you know, he's not really gilding the lily there. It's just like, yeah. Yeah. No, he knows, he knows exactly what happened. Yeah. He's not shying from it. Perfect butchery. We mm-hmm. used the whole person. <laughs> Nothing, not a drop is wasted. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so basically, you have a bunch of drunken rednecks, about only about fifty of them trying sounds to like, sounds like trying to fight a war to, for the whole of California. Yeah. Sounds like my whole family in Shelton. Yep. yep. So uh, General Castro was the uh, kind of the uh, head Mexican in charge there. He kind of demanded every all the Americans get the hell out of there. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that was the provocation that Fremont needed to to make all this happen. Yeah. So once they pissed him off enough, then then they can go on with all this They're stuff. Like, I've had all I can stand. I can't stand no more. We we're trying to be cool. Get the fuck out. But they really didn't do any fighting. Uh, they wait two weeks, and then Commodore Robert Stockton, who turns out to be even more of an asshole than Fremont, uh, he steps in and kind of assumes control, at least of the uh, of the military stuff, even though there's just 50 drunk rednecks. Right. Well, where's, uh, are we, did we skim past it or are we coming to Because they did have the one battle that they at least painted a picture of. Where they, it was pretty much like, they got lance charged. It was like two day long battle. Yeah, that's coming up. Okay, it's coming up. Okay. So uh, they go uh, by sea from Monterey. And this is not Monterey, Mexico. This is Monterey, California. The yeah. Monterey Bay Aquarium. Hell yeah, the aquarium is shit down there, dude. Yeah. Uh, Cannery. Uh, most of those guys, including Kit Carson, did not like the voyage by sea. And just pretty much blowing chunks over the side of the yeah. the boat. So I have to put cowboys on a boat, man. Yeah. Yeah. Don't put cowboys on a boat. Like my dad always said. Yeah. <laughs> like mom always told me, don't put cowboys on a boat. Yep. So uh, Fremont and Stockton, they wanted to get word back to uh, James K. Polk and they're in Washington uh, right away, D.C. Right away, six months later. Yeah. So they sent Carson and 15 men back there. And so Carson gets to New Mexico around Socorro and he runs into Stephen Watts Kearney. Who was commanding the Army of the West? Right. Who that was the, about the only other uh, front that uh, was going on in the uh, Mexican American War at that time. At that time, yeah. <clears throat> aside that's now inside of what is now the United States, anyway. Yeah. 
So basically, they just taken uh, Santa Fe without any problem because everybody just kind of let them in. So he sends uh, two-thirds of his people back to Santa Fe to guard the city and only taking a third of his force with him to join the fight in California. California. And he wanted Carson to guide him back to San Diego because he didn't know where the hell he was going. So back to California on mule. Yep. <laughs> well, I'm assuming, you know, like we were saying, like, uh, you know, because Carson had gone out to get word to Polk, right? But once he got to New Mexico, I'm sure he, you know, somebody else was dispatched with the message. That was Tom Fitzpatrick. Okay. Oh, Fitzpatrick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. He's famous-ish. But uh, Kearney and Carson, at that time, did not know that the uh, the Mexicans were getting their shit together and actually yeah. trying to fight. Yeah. So um, they drove the remaining Americans out of L.A. in Santa Barbara, and but the the Americans still had uh, San Diego, which were is these, kind of... Were, were these towns all there yeah. at this time? Yeah. Oh, they yeah. They're, called they're all L- Spanish. Los Angeles. Well, yeah, that's why they're Spanish names. Well, yeah, I know, but I just wasn't sure when they were founded. Yeah, I was just going to say, just imagine all the shit going down and... Downtown LA. Well, I guess I it's trying to more peaceful than. But yeah, they're, <laughs> it I mean, they're, now, but. like some of those. I mean, like shit. What is the oldest city in California? It might be. Well, let's look. It's it gonna. Up. Be, I guarantee it's gonna be something that probably like, San Diego was a mission, or you know? Monterey is pretty old too. Balboa. But I'm, I was thinking. That, I mean, there was Spanish. Uh, San Diego is the oldest. And that's founded uh-huh. in 1769. Okay, yes. so put Spanish it, put for whales. Put it this way, Tony. Yeah. When we were talking about the Astoria thing, yeah, remember that was what 1808. Whoa, LA 1810. was 1810. <clears throat> where, where are we at in our story right now? What time? What what year? 1846. 46. So LA was founded in 1850. Okay. So it was probably like a something. Yeah. But it just wasn't like a legit town yet. Right. So San Diego's number one. Pomona is number two at 1830. And then in 1843, Marysville. <laughs> and then the fourth <laughs> oldest is Los Angeles, 1850. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is the Vandal Soul. Mr. Washington Johnsonville, well, anyways, after several days, you don't know what ever mattered. The float of cedar to Placerville, that a float of plaster to Cedarville, a container full of things at the Diamond Springs for an indoor swap meet. Is that a cargo of hay south of North Fork, or some plastic fork north of Hay Fork, or a bunch of men nugget walking straight through to Pixley? Hauling apple jacks down to Fall River Mills or water snacks up to Downeyville. Well, the white girls are cute that I met in black people, but I'll stick through and finish my beer well, coffee. I think I got a girl named Mary down in Susanville. Waiting for me to come home, making my wife. Yeah. Is, you know, a story that Astoria thing, that first American settlement on the West Coast was Astoria. Yeah. And that was 1810. So you're talking about. San Diego was in the 1700s. 1769. And bro. so, yeah, the Spanish had been there for a fucking while. Yeah. You know? Yeah. All right. So we've established that. Oh, all right. Oh, okay. <laughs> Consider it established. Want to take another quick break? Yeah. yeah let's take actually, break. yeah. And I'm going to hit pause because I'm going to do, do drugs and pee and stuff. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> the following is a public service announcement. Janie McCartney, world-famous can-can dancer and co-host of Singled Out, the West's most popular game show that singles out minorities for lynchings. I'd like to talk to you today about the dangers of vaccinations. Smallpox vaccinations, it is. Since I'm a celebrity, that also makes me a scientist. From information gathered by the nation's leading snake oil salesman, it has been proven that smallpox vaccines cause autism, one of our greatest threats to our children, if they live past infancy. 
Autism is a disease that causes children, when asked a question, to answer, uh, like some dumb, stupid idiot. Some people might blame years of inbreeding for this lack of spermitude, but I blame this vaccine. So I have started an organization. It is called Today's Women Against the Indomitian Vaccines, or TWAT. Please join us today to stop this injustice. Thank you. Opinions stated do not reflect the views of this station because we are not idiots. Jumping all over them. I think there's also a woman in that picture, like screaming or whatever. Weasel, weasel. Closest I have to that, any of those, I have uh, that one copy of True West magazine that's old. Actually, I should have grabbed that because it literally is Kit Carson on the hood of that, or on the hood. On the The hood. On the the hood of my magazine. (laughs) On the hood of my magazine. (laughs) Yup. You mean? In the undercarriage, there's a good article about. If you open the bonnet, turn to page seven. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, nice shirt, by the way. I didn't realize you were wearing a bitching ass vandal shirt. Yeah, we always mention. At least one vandal song. In, we have in to. every episode of contractually. This is uh, this yep. podcast is produced by Dave Quackenbush mm-hmm. and Kit Carson. Kind of had to ape rape. There you go. There you go. <laughs> and our <coughs> quota is met. Our quota is met. All right, so we're edging towards war. Well, we're not edging towards. We're kind of in war with Mexico, but they don't have a lot of shit going on. Yeah, I mean they're trying, but yeah, with yeah. about fifty drunk dudes. Yeah. Uh, so Kearney is coming back to, uh, San Diego to help out the, the last of the Americans there, Fremont and Stockton. Uh, they meet up with, uh, his reinforcements, quote unquote, 39 Marines from one of the ships there. Yep. And, uh, they meet up in San Pasquale, about 25 miles from San Diego. So Kearney kind of sends out a recon, but the clanging of the swords alerted the Mexican troops that they were around in the middle of the night. Uh, yeah, they re- kind of <laughs> lose their mi- element of surprise. Oh, yeah. Ninjas hadn't been invented yet. Had yeah. They, oh, they, hadn't, actually, got, they, they hadn't got over here. They, yeah, they hadn't been imported. They'd been invented. <laughs> yeah. But. So, Kearney, this is dark, so they don't know how big the... Clunk, 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 clunk. How many Mexicans they have to fight. Uh, so, they decided to attack right then and there. Because once daylight comes, the, the Mexicans are going to know there's only... 40 or 50 guys there. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. So uh, that is the Battle of San Pasquale. That was to be the biggest engagement of the Mexican-American War fought on United States soil, what is now United States soil. Yeah. So Kearney commanded his troops to trot. Someone misheard that as charge. (laughs) (laughs) Half the column sprinted ahead. Uh, Carson was with that group with a Captain Johnson. Um, Johnson caught a bullet in the head and Carson was behind him and he was thrown from his horse when, you know, and Carson's rifle breaks in half. Also, I forgot to mention that it was kind of foggy and misting. So their powder was wet. Oh, good. Oh, and that's, uh, see, and that's the thing is that's important because everybody, you know, when we, like we were just looking at some pictures of like, uh, some kind of pop images of Kit Carson, and it was like shit probably from dime novels. I didn't delve that deep. But showing him holding shit like, you know, Colt, Colt's Peacemaker that, you know, had metallic cartridges, and you could actually get it wet, and it would still fire. This is still more a little bit more like muzzle loadery type shit happening mm-hmm. in a lot of cases, which means you have to have your flash pan, which has to be ho- holding dry powder. So when your flint or your percussion cap or Hammers whatever down. hits it, yeah. you know, so, yeah, if it's misting, that, that shit's going to be useless. 
Yeah. Like, yeah. So they're in the dark. So, and he, then, so he broke his rifle over his knee and started hitting people with it? More or less, yeah. yeah. But he actually is smart enough to hide because that's part of why he survives all this because he's actually mm. halfway smart. Mm. But the uh, Mexicans are turning on the Americans with their nine-foot lances oh. in the middle of the night. Yep. <laughs> so that's what so now they have the advantage. Bummer. So uh, Ger- General Kearney gets a lance in the ass. <laughs> which he kind of sounds like song lyrics <laughs> yep that kind of uh hampered him for the rest of his career and i think he dies early after that uh nebraska fort kearney is named after him yeah fort phil kearney and wyoming say, is his nephew that i was gonna died say because it was also War, a phil kearney yeah just to make it, things even more confusing yep so they kind of hold up on the hill and they decided that they can't go any longer with the uh with all their um wounded so they take up a defensive position on top of the hill, and they named it Mule Hill after having to kill some of the mules and eating them. Yeah. So it was only 25 miles away to the coast, but they are now starving and seeing more Mexicans arrive and surrounding them. When also, uh, one question I thought I saw somewhere, wasn't William Combs a Sherman somewhere in there as like a lieutenant? He's somewhere in this shit. That I do I may, maybe not, not in this know. battle. I'll have to look it up later. Yeah. I don't know exactly what he was doing in the mexican war i mean well i just know he was a lieutenant so yeah. he would have been you know in charge of like a smaller group of guys but yeah i don't know so uh the next night uh they send uh kearney sends out carson a naval lieutenant named edward beale and a young indian named uh chamukta to san diego for reinforcements uh so the mexicans knew that they were going to try to sneak out and carson and uh, those two other guys took off their shoes so they wouldn't make any noise. As, you know, it's and probably better than carrying sabers around, clanking yep. like idiots. And they left their canteens there in the middle of the desert, uh, so they wouldn't make any noise either. Right. So they kind of slither past, uh, like the Grinch under the X Xmas tree there. <laughs> uh, so they, they said they were close enough to see the lances silhouetted against the night sky. Who knows how close that was. Yeah. They left. They lose their boots along the way, which I guess they kind of tied to themselves. And so they're walking 25 miles uh, all day, all night with no shoes and no water in the desert. (laughs) As you do. (laughs) (laughs) So they have to kind of keep low to the washes and canyons. And by afternoon, they were 12 miles away and they had very bloody feet. And they decided to split up and get past all the roadblocks in San Diego. Imagine how fun that would be. Like you're trying to track these guys. All oh, right, bloody footprints. Mm-hmm. We're going to catch them for sure now. Yeah. They got a flat. So uh, Carson takes a very roundabout way, adding another 20 miles to the trip. Just because, you know, <laughs> glutton for fucking punishment. Yep. And they make it to Stockton's camp about three in the morning. And uh, Carson is surprised to see both the other guys made it uh, four hours earlier. <laughs> <laughs> but they were all pretty uh, spent, uh, you know, 30 hours with nothing to eat or drink, and their feet were all hamburgered. Uh, Beal was described as deranged with fatigue. Took him a year to recover from this. Holy, Holy shit, <laughs> dude. The Indian Chamukta was the same, and he said dude, he was uh, dying later of it, or died later of it. Jesus. So that kind of, you know, elevated Carson's stats again, even though he thought it was like, eh, no big deal or whatever. Yeah. So uh, Kearney spends two more days trapped on that hill. So they started burning all non-essentials, you know, saddles, whatever. So um, then the rescue team shows up and the Mexicans just disperse. So and then after that, there's a few minor skirmishes around L.A., but that was basically it for all the fighting 
for the Mexican-American War in California. Yeah. And in later episodes, we're going to talk a lot about the Mexican-American War, mostly in the Mexico part, because there's, A, not a lot of Americans know jack shit about it, and that'll that'll be fun. Yeah, it's not really covered not at well, all. No, because we'd like to pretend like... Uh, like it, like they just gave us the land? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Here, Basically. Buddy. A yeah. gift from your brother, Mexico. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We bought it from him, but after, at gunpoint. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. But we'll get into that in later Give episodes. me your fucking land. Give Once me your again. wallet, too. <laughs> and, yeah. Is that a Snickers bar? I'm taking it. Taking that shit, too. <laughs> yep. Just a bully at the lunch. Yep. Uh, so Fremont has his little short stint in the government, and... Um, he is later sent uh, by his father-in-law Benton to serve a survey a southern route for the railroad, so they can avoid all the snow up north. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was in 1848. He didn't uh, take Carson with him that time. I think Carson just declined because he was kind of probably sick of his ass. Yeah, uh, he did take uh, old Bill Williams as a guide. Not very reliable. No, that's why there's a. A town in Arizona named Bill Williams, which I always thought was weird. There's a town called Bill Bill Williams. Bill Williams, Arizona. Do you ever look at a, a map of Washington State in the very far northeast corner of Washington State? There's like like on almost every map I've ever seen. There's a little tiny square, and it just says Ronald McDonald's grave. What? Oh, yeah. Is that up by like Ione or something? It's like yeah. Ronald McDonald. No, it's Ronald McDonald. Okay, I'll vamp while you're doing that. <laughs> <clears throat> So uh, Bill Williams gets them all lost in the San Juan Mountains in, in New Mexico, and it's basically Carson's job to find Fremont and save his ass again. Mm-hmm. Uh, they figured Bill Williams might have uh, ate a few of the dead guys because he already liked fetal calves, but uh, what? they never confirmed that. <laughs> okay, wait. You got to back up where, like, why do they know that he liked fetal calves? Is he, like, keeping it in his dream journal or, like, Yeah, fucking... well, he probably had recipe cards with him. Well, what the fuck? <laughs> So how many of the uh, how many of the people on uh, on Fremont saying how many like perished in the eleven out of the thirty three died. Okay, well yeah. I mean that's that's it's not Mountain Meadows numbers, but it's significant. It's not even Donner Party numbers. Yeah, really. well all the other Fremont's uh, journeys with Carson, they didn't lose anybody. Oh yeah, aside from the guys who got murdered by the Indians. But. Well yeah, but then you know they'd holy shit that is fucking far north. Yeah, it's like right on the border. I guess it's not as far east as I thought. No. It was. Found Ronald McDonald's grave? Yeah, it's in a town called... Ton- Ton- is it an R? Yeah, Toroda. My Toroda? My Toroda. Ronald McDonald's grave, state park heritage site. Five stars. Reviewed by two people. Mac. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm sure he looks like he's from the 1800s. We should yeah. do an episode on Ronald McDonald. Let's look it up. Okay. Anyways, next. <laughs> next. So by this time, Carson is about 39, and he's ready to just retire and just do his ranching because he's got 1.7 million acres. Yeah, you can raise a lot of sheep on that. Yeah. So by this time, he's kind of the big celebrity back east, even though he has no idea, really. And he finds these people carrying books about him, but he fucking can't read because he's <laughs> a little <laughs> mountain man. <laughs> Did he know there were books about him? Yeah, somebody told him about it. Oh, okay. Later on. He's like, what? That's a little exaggerated. It's like if you went like, you know. And this is a guy who basically never said more than two syllables at a time. You know? Yeah. Well, it's, it's like if you went and hiked the, like, the, the Pacific Crest Trail and came back and found out that they had like a fucking made a sitcom about your life without your permission <laughs> yeah. or knowing anything. 
Is that supposed to be the Seinfeld music? Yep. <laughs> wow. Try harder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So let's uh, fast forward to 1862. He's well into his 50s and kind of all stove up from an old injury off of falling off a mule or having a mule fall on him. Yeah, I'm sure that was the only injury that had him fucked up, you know, not years and years. Bestiality related. Wow. So they make him commander of the first New Mexico volunteers. And Texas was uh, hatching up this dumbass plan because they're – fucking confederates to kill john f kennedy right that too i thought so that's fucking woody harrelson's dad or something what woody harrelson's dad was a hitman for the mafia yep well i know but okay whatever <laughs> anyways <laughs> so the texans had this broad idea of uh you know sending uh general william hopkins sibley a former neighbor of kits uh into uh new mexico taking that and then on to california so they can capture the gold fields and sibley you son of a bitch bring back my lawnmower yep so uh they from like the burbs or something i don't know <laughs> <laughs> it was his neighbor i'm sure he fucking loaned him some stuff oh I, I see i see yeah so they had to get they lived know, in the same cul-de-sac this yeah. is like a force of a thousand guys to take all of california and get that naval bo- blockade off the east coast and get stuff in that way and get all the uh uh, gold out of California, and they're going to take over Sonora, Chihuahua, and Baja. Just you know, once they're done with that, too. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, Basi- they're already in the neighborhood. So. Basically, Sibley was a drunk. Well, <laughs> so at Fort Craig, uh, the Rebs were drunk and ready to fight. Uh, Union General Canby, who we know from the Modoc episode, yep. was still alive at that time. He was uh, he commanding. Had, he hadn't gotten the Modoc yet. Yeah, he was uh, um, sent Carson ahead to capture a ford and cut off their supply lines which Carson did, but also cut off the Union supply lines, too. <laughs> Just like, nobody! <laughs> so, to break through, some genius came up with the idea to spook off the rebels' horses by tying a bunch of dynamite to a mule. Man. <laughs> Poor fucking mule. And so, halfway there, the mule decides to turn around and come back. <laughs> Papa! That's Papa? a mule's prerogative, you know. Yeah, dude. <clears throat> no, it's kind of like the story of, uh, you know, uh, I think it was World War II. The, the Russians were trying to blow up German tanks by training dogs. Oh, to, yeah. Uh, they'd put bomb vests on the dogs, and they'd feed them underneath the tanks. So what the idea was is you had a bunch of German tanks coming, you let these dogs loose, and they'd think there's food underneath the tanks, so they go run underneath them and then explode. The problem was the Russians trained them on Russian tanks. So when, when, when they let the dogs out, what did they do but run under the Russian tanks? And the, the way the vests worked is they had a little, like a trip lever. So, you know, was, there was no way to disarm it. It wasn't like remote control or something. So once they're under there, it just flips the switch. And so. God damn. That's what you get for strapping animals with explosives, you fucking assholes. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, the, the mule blows up before he gets back to the Union lines, and it has the desired effect of spooking all the, uh, the Confederates' horses off. As well as probably half the Confederates, like, Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So, uh, butchers covered in blood. Yeah. Canby was, you know, okay to hold up at Fort Craig because he had a, all the... Booze he could drink. Yeah, basically. And But Sibley was probably running out of... Out of stuff. So when you know you gotta, we gotta make some drastic military moves. We're almost out of beer. <laughs> okay. uh, they did have kind of a um, little battle that uh, Carson took uh, part in. Uh, 
called the Valverde Camino Real, Real, which means road. Yeah. Camino, which means... Oh, Camino. Yeah, lowrider. Yeah. Well, the West was fuck, fuck, fuck. I heard you want to be a frito bandido like me. You too? Then you must sing the bandido song. Let's sing together. You just follow the bouncing Fritos corn chips bag. Ay, 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 ay. I am the Frito Bandido. I like Fritos corn chips. I love them, I do. I want Fritos corn chips. I'll get them from you. Ay, 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 ay. Oh, I am the Frito Bandito. Give me Fritos corn chips and I'll be your friend. The Frito Bandito, you must not offend. Now, boys and girls, you are Frito Bandidos too. You sing the Frito Bandito song and you look for crunchy Fritos corn chips. That's nice. Munch, munch, munchy, bunchy Fritos corn chips. So Sibley was kind of quote-unquote ill, but basically that meant he was on a bender and probably just sleeping in a tent. And once again, very likely had syphilis just like everybody else. Yeah. So, so he left uh, Colonel Tom Green in charge. <laughs> Tom Green. My bum is on the Swedish. Yep. So the Union sets the grass on fire with a howitzer fire. Yeah, man. And then, oh, oh this uh, is where the Confederates send out their lancers for a lancer attack. That's the only lancer attack of the Civil War. But this what you, time, what's a lancer attack? A guy with lan- like lances. Oh, people with lances <laughs> like fucking, fucking pagan assholes. Like things yeah. that people assumed stopped happening in the medieval times, but yeah. actually were used up. At, hell, there were still lance charges in World War One. Yeah, well, and I mean, actually, World War Two wasn't bayonet. there with yeah. Well, no, flat out horses and lances. World War One. Oh. Like the, the Germans, I always thought the, that was the Polish army attacking the German tanks. With they never actually attacked them. <laughs> they, yeah, that's we could get into that if we were doing World War II it, stuff. But. It makes sense, though. I mean, like, you don't run out of ammo, and your gun can't jam up. You yeah. know what I mean? You just got a fucking stick with a knife on the end of it. Yeah. Like, uh, that's why, like, whenever I play Fallout or some shit like that, you have, like, your guns and stuff, but you always, you always have at least one melee, melee weapon. weapon. Yeah. Well, I mean, most guys, like, uh, you know, there were, like, still sabers were kind of a thing right. and stuff. And that's the thing is, if, okay, if you're going up against, it's like horsemen and on horsemen shit. Right. I, oh, think, like I, think, I think you'd much rather have a lance than shit, a fucking yeah, saber. Joust you know? their ass off that horse. I mean, you're going to want to have both, ideally, but yeah, and, 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 and some pistols and everything else. But and if, it, if you have a breech load rifle, and if that's all you have, you're not. that's not going to fire well from a, a horse. Anyway. No, well, what they used to do, uh, there was a tactic when back when they just had single shot like pistols. Is like you would um, you'd ride forward and you'd kind of have one in each hand and go boom boom, and you ride back and you'd have like a kid that would sit there and be their job was to load the pistols back and so they'd hand you two fresh ones. You're constantly kind of like running in a circle towards and away what you're attacking. I forget what it's called like a a caracol or something like that. There's a there's a word for it, but you're basically charging, shooting, then retreating, dropping off your flintlocks with some private or whatever. Grabbing two new ones and doing it again over was, and over was, again. This was in like the military handbook of the time. Yeah, that kind of deal. Yeah, shit. But yeah, that I mean, shit like that was going on up through the you know, Napoleonic era. So yeah. But between uh, you know forty six, when we were talking about the Mexican American War, the yeah. the Lancers actually did some good. Yeah. There. But uh, this is how much technology came to, and about you know fifteen years later. Yeah. Is that they have guns that work now? Yeah. So when they come at them with their lances, they just blow the shit out of them. Yeah, with their just howitzers and and just rifles. Um. So Carson's division kind of entered the fight kind of late. They're kind of a bunch of green, kind of 
you know, mostly Mexican volunteers. Yeah. Of course, Mexicans now are Americans. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because of Carson. Yes. 15 years earlier. Yes. Yeah. So that was basically all Carson's kind of um, action in, in, in the uh, Civil War. Well, yeah, because he was basically way past retirement age for somebody in the 1800s. You mm-hmm. say he was in his late 50s? Uh, in his 50s, at least. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, still, that's pretty fucking long into the tooth for a guy that has spent most of his life outdoors just circumnavigating the fucking continent. And... Yeah, essentially he walked all the West by the time he was done, yeah. he said. So um, kind of the uh, General Canby's uh, kind of uh, uh, strategy was just to kind of outweigh the Texans. So basically he just burned all the supplies in Santa Fe and uh, Albuquerque. Yep. And just kind of abandoned them. And then the Confederates walk into town and it's like, hey, we took it. But there's nothing here. Yeah, so yeah. Let's <laughs> let's go back. Well, it's like what we were talking about uh, last week or a week before with uh, the Mormons getting ready to burn Salt Lake. I mean, that's a common tactic. It's like, well, if we're not able to <clears throat> hold it or we don't want to sit and hold it, let's just destroy everything. So, cool, you've got it. Now, what are you going to do with it? Mm-hmm. And basically, the uh, the biggest fight of uh, civil war in the West was uh, Glorieta Pass outside of Albuquerque. Um, that is all won by uh, Mr. Uh, Major John uh, Shivington, the oh. fighting Parsons of the Sand Creek fame. Yeah, that piece of shit. Just a few sh- years later. Yeah, we'll be talking about him later. He's a real piece of shit. Basically, they drove off the Texans by, um, they were dumb enough to kind of leave their supply train in the back in this mountainous area. So Shivington just kind of came down, repelled off the rocks, and, and basically bayoneted all their horses like Ooh. a thousand horses and just had their troops just kill all with bayonets. That's pretty much, well, A, quieter. B, saving, remember we were talking mm-hmm. about, you know, like people didn't really like to waste bullets on women and kids. Well, you don't want to waste horses. them on, if you're not going to waste them on humans, you, I mean, why would you waste them on horses? But that's pretty much like going into. Plus, this guy was probably a fucking psycho and just enjoyed stabbing horses. Oh, uh, yeah. Not as much as he likes stabbing Indians, but, you mm-hmm. know. But uh, a thousand uh, fucking horses, dude. Well, I mean, yeah, but it's pretty much like the equivalent of like if you had like an army motor pool all loaded with supplies, but all the actual troops are elsewhere. Yeah, and you just go in there and slash all the tires, right? Or like dump sugar and all the gas tanks or what have you, just right. you know, disable all the vehicles. So all these gear and all this ammo and all this food is just sitting here in this mountainous area with no way to get it to the front. Now that's a real effective way to fuck up a an army. Oh yeah. Yeah, so basically uh, they went back after that, and uh, the Texans made a 100-mile detour around Fort Craig, so they wouldn't get in another fight. Uh, of course, this cost them more casualties from thirst and disease and all that, so yeah. 500 died along the way and 500 deserted. They did uh, show up with actually 3,500 Texans, which they had superior numbers, but they didn't have any of the supplies after that. So right. Basically, they went back and joined the real Civil War back east, so... Uh, so that is pretty much it for the Civil War part. Do we need another break real quick? Yeah. Well, yeah, let's do it. Um, we're sitting at about an hour right now with this episode. I'm sure it's an, it's an hour, five minutes. I'm sure if we cut, cut the bullshit out, yeah, uh, we could get it down to an hour. Okay. Do you think we're about halfway? Uh, yeah, probably a little more than halfway. Cause we just got to get into two part. It's pretty much now Indian agent time more or less. Yeah. We can kind of cruise through it real quick. We can. Cause it's all just a bunch of. <clears throat> Malfeasance and mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> um, how about you just say something like, uh, "We're gonna we'll pick back up, uh, pick back up on the next episode, and we'll go split out, it into two. Gunfire, we'll split it in two. 
Well, pick up with next episode. We'll pick up with the next episode. Jesus. <laughs> uh, let's just go out in a hail of gunfire. Yeah. All right, see you next time. Fuck you. If you're a pansy ass, we got social media at HTWWF Podcast across all platforms, you motherfuckers. But we are also Luddite Cowboys, so send your hate mail to Box 4001, South Kobe, Washington, 98384. Fuck you very much. Hey, boys! Look what I got here. Hey, where are the white women at?